With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Unpack your knives and stay. Yes, stay. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Top Chef Wrap Up. I am Haley Strong. Uh, and I'm joined today by an illustrious panel once again, Tanya Starks. How's it going? Hi. Just over here being illustrious. Per usual. <laughs> Kurt Clark joining us. Just over here being a panel. <laughs> <laughs> um. I've got, I've got my Blackberry Bramble uh, to, to enjoy, underreported. I love this stuff. So I feel like at this point it's accurately reported. Perfectly reported. <laughs> it might be verging on overreported. But. Yeah. Is, it, is it like sexy grape juice? It is uh, a ready-to-drink cocktail. It's got vodka in it and blackberries, and that's all Ooh, I care about. Okay. Let you gotta, me. You got to send me some of these, like... I need some recommendations on canned alcoholic beverages. It's from New Holland Brewery. It's part of their New Holland Spirits line. Oh. They probably carry it at um, Benny's or one of the I'm very, I'm very into canned alcohols lately. It just is oh, so sorry. easy. Yeah. I love like a canned rose and sparkling rose. Sign me up for that. I've got a watermelon vodka or watermelon seltzer, uh, watermelon vodka seltzer in the fridge. I've got a, uh, some Bloody Marys and I've got this. So it's been good. One thing we bought recently, which is was not worth the $3.50 we spent at the LCBO. Ethan bought like a vodka water with lemon in a can. Mm. Um, and I guess we just didn't really expect how water it would be, but it was pretty water. That's kind of how the watermelon went. It's like, it's like a hint of watermelon. But like, yeah. at least there's bubbles. Like this was just there's flat no water. Oh. No, it was just, oh. <laughs> it was just vodka water. Yeah. Yikes. You don't was, want, no one wants that. No. <laughs> what is this product? It, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. We just bought it because we bought it, I guess, just for something to do. For shiggles. Anyway. Yeah. Top shelf. We're here to talk about top shelf. Yeah. Top shelf. Top shelf. Top shelf. No, I go for well drinks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, great episode. I loved it. Yeah. Fantastic episode. Lots of like, I thought the quick fire was really cool. And I usually am not a fan of dessert anything challenges. Not because I don't enjoy desserts. I'm not a fascist, but just because <laughs> I, you know, <laughs> just because they, 
seem more difficult for contestants to make. It's always like contestants come in with one dessert they can make, hoping that they're going to use it for the finale. And then they, once they use it, they're done. Yeah, but I feel like at least with this quick fire, you almost like didn't have to blow your dessert load. Like, I feel like you could have easily brought in something else. You could have made it a little more savory. Uh, so the quick fire, create a layered dessert inspired by Talenti gelato. Have either of you tried this gelato? I've had Talente gelato before, but not their layered uh, gelatos. Not like with the strata, like an archaeological dig of awesomeness <laughs> and sugar. Um, Do you think it costs under or over $7 USD? It's oh, over 7 I, I would guess seven ninety nine, right? Yeah, How much I've does Halo it. Top cost there? Uh, I don't, I've never had Halo Top, but I have had Talente. There's a local. It's, there's a local brand where I think the proceeds go towards like a uh, like pet shelter charity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's it's called like like dog bone uh, ice cream. It's, it's actually it's, it's human ice cream. It's not like one of those desserts for pets. I swear. Um, uh, but there's a chocolate ice cream that they have with like chocolate chunks and chocolate chips, and the the name of the ice cream is better than a therapist. Um, mm. Quite good and quite accurate. I will say there is no dessert my cat loves more than ice cream. Yeah, I can see that. Cats and we try not to let. Yeah, like, and I, I don't know. He just loves it. You're eating it, and he'll be like on my spoon, <laughs> like trying to put his mouth around it. I'm trying to think if the local grocery store I go to has a sorbet. I know they've got a freezer specifically of mochi. Um, oh. Wow, a little like a mini. It's like a mini branded thing about like the size of a about the like the dimensions of a cooler, but t- like a small like beer cooler, but taller, mm-hmm. just deep. Um, but like I know, like Whole Foods would have a gelato area, and some like your nicer what, uh, like a whole gelato area? Yeah, yeah like yeah. gelato and like ice creams and things oh, okay. like that. Yeah, but, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant yeah. like a specific like aisle just for like, gelato. I was oh, like, how fancy is like, this place? Like a deli type of thing where there's like a counter where you can like order like a dessert, like a little bit yeah. of an ice cream counter sort of thing. The grocery, grocery store. store, yeah, like a Whole Foods. Yeah, it, it's one of the bigger ones. Yeah. The grocery store in my building has like a whole um, like couple of cases dedicated to just Jenny's mm-hmm. flavors, which is the grocery store in my building is ridiculous. <laughs> Every time I go down there, I'm like, I'm not I feel like I should have dressed up for this. That place sounds lush. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty fancy. It's way too fancy for me. My sister calls me bougie all the time because of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The it's unfortunately I discovered like Emily Fox, uh, bless her heart, had recommended Jenny's, I think, during our Great British Bake Off coverage. And I had learned that there was a Jenny's ice creamery or what have you, maybe like a 10 minute drive from my apartment in, in uh, Woodland Hills. And I managed to go there, I think, twice before I moved from Los Angeles to back back to Michigan. Um, but Jenny's is good. I've enjoyed, you, I enjoyed the Jenny's I've had. Did you try the everything bagel? Jenny's? No, I did not. I didn't see it. The everything what Jenny's? Bagel. Hmm. Okay. Are Is you going to make fun of how I say bagel? Yep. <laughs> I sure am. <laughs> Had to be done. Bagel. Do it. Bagel? Bagel? How do you want me to say bagel? Oh, and definitely not bagel. Bagel? Bagel. 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 <laughs> like, Chesapeake, like Chesapeake Bay. Bagel. 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 Like there's a gull over a bay. <laughs> bagel. Yeah. It's, not, it's not a seagull. It's a bagel. Bagel. Uh, bagel. 
So, so, so Talente, three layer, Matthew layer. Here's the thing is like, I don't think that they necessarily, because they specifically had to get like a three layer to dessert. If they had brought something in like in their mind for a finale, it mm-hmm. might not have applied. So they may yeah, have that's kind of how I true. Too. Yeah. And like the 45 minute time limit limit. Um, usually with most desserts, I think the time's usually a little bit longer. So I, I feel like there wasn't a whole lot of time to bake anything too crazy. Um, I could have done cookies real quick. Um, let, let's start with the loser. Brittany <laughs> made a rum gingerbread oh. trifle with caramel apples and salted whipped cream. Unfortunately for her, she made a mistake in not making the gingerbread herself. She used pantry item. I think that's that's that, that's just a mis- that's a classic mis- mistake. A mixtape. Is that is it's that a, a classic mixtape? <laughs> classic mixtape. Is that a trap that they laid? Like, why would you have? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Why yeah. have the cookies? Like, what's wrong the, with you people? Because I'm guessing, like, unless the intent was you would crumble some of the, like, you'd buy, you get the cookie from the pantry and then crumble it and do something with a crumble. But he, I, other than that, I can't. Then he's probably still get ding. Yeah, I just crumbled up. Or or make like um like a gingerbread like crust or something like that, like yeah. bottom. It but, seems like there'd be like they, they, you think they would still encourage you to make your own, like Brittany Biggs. Like, come on, you're not just going to stick a gingerbread man in in the top of the trifle and be like, <laughs> yes, and call are. a dessert. Yes, I, I could not help thinking anytime anyone says trifle, I shouldn't have put meat in the trifle. <laughs> <laughs> what was Can't that from? From Friends. Oh, okay. The um, Great Thanksgiving uh, Day episode of Friends. The the thing that confused me at first was that I had thought they were each going to have to create a dish inspired by one of the flavors. Um, yeah, I kind of thought so too, but then it yeah. was a little more loose. But I then thought I saw they were going to taste it at least. Some you know? of them did. Some of them did. I would. Them. I would have wasted half my time but tasting the, all of them. The thing is, there were on my second watch. I saw there were thirteen pints of ice cream. Oh, and there were 13 mm. chefs. So I'm wondering if they did and we did, they just didn't like take the time to go into that level of yeah. detail for us. Like, I'm wondering if I'd be curious uh, if any of the, if any of the chef testants are listening, let us know is, was the actual task to pair up with the flavor. And it's just, they just edited that element of it out. We should, I think be easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you just would have had to them. You, they would have just had to cut out when they present their dishes. Yeah, I had the blank, 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 Talente, and I made a whatever. Um, but I, I kind of would want to go and like zoom in on some of the flavor. Because we saw Avishar tasting something, and I wonder if it was chocolatey, peanut buttery, what he was tasting. But we may never know. The world may never know. Uh, Byron made goat cheese ice cream with fig and date jam with brioche, walnuts, and pistachios. Uh, this sounds lovely. It sounds fantastic. Yeah. Like he is this um I'm like looking ahead. There was what was the oh no, it was it was Gabe's mashed potatoes, Gabriel's mashed potatoes with the goat cheese and it. So I was, was I knew there were a couple different goat cheese experiences in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um but the goat the goat cheese ice cream with that with the with that jam and the, the nuts, I would be I would give this a try immediately. For sure. Uh, that would be my go to dessert goat at a restaurant. Dessert. 
My goat to dessert at a restaurant. <laughs> goat cheese experience is uh, actually yeah. the name of our new band. Look for our LP coming out <laughs> next month. Uh, but I, I need my band Walnuts and Pistachios. So I think you picked a better name. Thanks. Um, but yeah, I I love dessert, but I often don't get it at the end of meals. You know, when at the in the before times when we went to dinner, uh, because I don't like things that are too too sweet. It seems like having the goat cheese element here with the ice cream, plus combining it with some actual fruit, um, you know, date jam. Come on, fig and date jam. Walnuts. Let's do it. I think I just got a container of fig and date jam in a subscription box that I subscribe to. You guys, yes, somebody talking. is making some goat cheese ice cream. I'm going to my fridge for a moment. You guys continue talking right. about Don's dish, which I, by the way, blackberry caramel. I'll, I'll give my opinion on that in 10 seconds. Well, okay. we will talk about it too quickly for you to come back and talk about it. <laughs> Parfait of toasted rice mousse with a blackberry caramel and black sesame seed crumble. Mm. I kind of felt like that too. I wanted there to be like some more like creamy element or something yeah. to it. Toasted rice mousse. I don't know. I yeah. I haven't gotten used to rice in my desserts. So maybe that's it. And then you add the the black sesame crumble on top and I don't I don't want sesame seeds I don't think in my dessert. So maybe that's the but I love Dawn. So uh whatever she does is wonderful. <laughs> I Honestly, the only thing about this that intrigued me was the blackberry caramel, because we know that I like the blackberries. But um, I'm curious what that would end up actually tasting like. Yeah. Um, so I'm just kind of curious. By the way, the um, the jam that I got it was nowhere near a fig and date jam. <laughs> oh, it, was a, was it? it was a spiced raisin marmalada <laughs> with Razel Hanout spicing and smoked oh. cinnamon. Wow. That sounds lovely. That's fancy. Sounds different than what we were talking about. Yeah. yeah. But I'm glad that you remembered you had jam. Yeah. That's <laughs> Thanks for bragging that A, you have jam, and that B, your computer's close to your fridge. Humble brag. <laughs> I got preserved fruit I... in my fridge. Okay. Hear me out. I should get a mini fridge in here. Uh huh. <laughs> would be great, actually. Yeah. Done. That's something to think about. You have to now. I do. Yeah. Uh, Jamie made crispy burnt end brownies with toasted sesame seeds. You do strawberry compote and a chocolate gelato. This sounded nice and tasty. I would have tried um, like the burnt end of brownies. No, you're right. I don't, but I like. I would. I would get the soft bit. It's true. I prefer the yeah uh, the the interior brownies and not the edge brownies. <laughs> well, you yeah. see those pans, right? It's like all brownie edge. It's like I don't want that. Uh, I yeah. want the soup in the middle. Yep. The soup. Um, <laughs> the soup. soup. I, I like I like burnt ends when it comes to brisket. You know, well, I, I think that's what I'm like. Mm, I could go for some burnt end brisket. <laughs> like that's where I'm going with. That. Yes, exactly. I, when I think burnt ends, I'm thinking about ribs or something like that. Not my desserts. Uh, I would have tried it, but it wouldn't have been my go-to. So far, the go-to for me is the goat cheese ice cream. Mm-hmm. That's I'm, I'm with you there. Um, Chris made. The Oregon Trail. Had to get that in somewhere. <laughs> With hazelnut cake, smoked chanterelle pastry cream, Pinot Noir, blueberry puree, and candied hazelnuts. I did like that he tried to use some Oregon stuff. I can't the hear. Duchess seemed perplexed at the chanterelle pastry cream. Yeah. And I don't blame them. Yo, yeah. I was, I, I was like, these are mushrooms, right? And I had like, because I know... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like in the kitchen walkthrough, he actually specifically said chanterelle mushrooms, and then at the table, he just said chanterelle. I'm like, 
But let me just double check online. I'm pretty sure those are, yep, those are definitely mushrooms. That explains the look. Yeah. Um, although Oregon, calling to Oregon Trail, all I think of is dysentery. So, um, yeah. Like <laughs> the Oregon Trail didn't go great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Neither uh, did it, this, really. it wasn't a banger, the no, Oregon Trail. But it was, it was, I would have, I would have wanted to try this just to see how the chanterel pastry cream ended up. All I could think the whole time they talked about this dessert was Pinot Noir. <laughs> From, um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, too good. Titus. Oh, that's funny. Um, Kiki made the peach pie twist, which was stewed peaches and shortbread crumb. She was in the bun for this. Um, mm. I would say no to this, honestly. It's a like, opportunity. I, it sounds like uh, it sounds like peach cobbler to me. Yeah, it and, sounds delicious. I and, love I love warmed peaches. And mm. she had wanted to incorporate was a sweet corn kind of whipped cream, um, but it didn't end up setting or shelling enough for it to be it for her to whip it or whip it good. Uh, <laughs> so she ended up having to, I think, adapt on the fly. And to, are we unhinged today? A little bit. <laughs> yes. I'm going to open the window. I need some fresh air. Okay. Um, so it was a little bit, I think it was supposed to be a little bit more peaches and cream than it ended up. She had to like pivot partway through because her, her sweet corn cream, which really intrigued me, did not uh, end up working out. So I just wanted the peach. Like I was just watching those peaches be cut and, and they looked delicious. Mm. Like they looked fantastic. So I do also have a, a brown sugar peach jam in my fridge. Okay. Well, now you're just showing off. <laughs> <laughs> um avishar made the winning dish actually i i texted the two of you but i saw avishar in an episode of guys grocery games this week what a thrill for all of us oh I, that's what that those words meant <laughs> yes <laughs> I, was like, I was like i don't know what that means but good for avishar i love avishar <laughs> and i, I love guys here <laughs> i love how he was saying i swear this is not for show it has a reason <laughs> when he was doing the liquid nitrogen I was so scared at the top of the episode because I thought we were getting a lot of Avishar. I was like, please, my sweet baby Jesus, <laughs> let this mean he wins. Um, luckily, he gets immunity because he wins with yeah. a Buckeye bonbon with brown butter and liquid graham cracker. He was the only one to make a little bite-sized dessert and yeah. with layers, like a planet, like the Earth with the molten lava. I thought Padma had hurt herself or like, I know I thought she broke a tooth and like, she was like, I no, know. you lose. Cause I broke a tooth. Yeah. Or that her tongue had frozen solid or yeah, something. And she's like, like, I have to quit now. Yeah. The only thing that she could remark about was the coldness. <laughs> it's great that you could keep it so cold. The, the look on her face as she was eating it. I was like, this is a classic bottom uh, dish yeah. because Padma's face is not happy. <laughs> but that's it turns out too. just, a lot of brain freeze and a lot of flavors. So that's great. I would have uh, tried the hell out of this though. Like this mm-hmm, was this yeah. looks, uh friend of the show, Maureen Winston. It's like, she comes from, she hails from Ohio and she was like, a Buckeye's just a glorified peanut butter cup. Like get off mm-hmm. my screen. But I think, I think she may have <laughs> changed her mind when they, because of the, the three layer part of it. And Maureen, I apologize if I mischaracterized your message, but that's my takeaway. Um, but the fact that this wasn't just, this was like, more than simply a peanut butter cup. Like it was multi-layered. He was using liquid nitrogen. He had, uh, you know, he brought some signs to it. So I think he changed up uh, the classic Ohioan dish. Yeah. I love that he's a sign, like mad scientist in the, in the he's kitchen. Not, he's not like Marcel who's no. like doing stuff just to do stuff. Right. 
it's it's i feel like he's doing it because he knows the science behind it whereas marcelo is kind of like he's doing this because he thinks he looks cool doing it yes and well, it, i don't think that's a fear for looking thing that anyone can do is pour liquid nitrogen because you're just like don't touch me don't touch me don't touch me <laughs> the whole time it's hard not to have a oh shit look on your face whenever <laughs> you're handling liquid nitrogen i would like freeze something i didn't want frozen yeah i would yeah i would drop it on myself i would drop the whole vat of it so Oops. would i yeah uh maria made puerto rican oros con leche with fried plantains honey and sea salt that sounds nice yeah yeah it's it's sad that she was on the bottom basically because she just gave them these just like giant hogs. Oh of yeah, dessert. That seems like an unfair yeah, reason. Right. Yeah, it's just like there's too much dessert. I, what? I like to like I'm not used about? to cooking for just two. I love yeah. that. I would have made them. Sh- I guess they can't share it right now, but it's true. Oh right, that is a good point. It's like they didn't seem to find anything wrong with the dish substantially, other than the no. fact it was too much. It was substantial. Yeah, it was very substantial. Maybe if she she could have cut it in half and put and plated it yeah. in a way that made it seem like one of them, and plated it in a way that made it seem you know um, like it was meant to be that way all along, and she could have won. Uh, Shoda has this week's um, submission into top yogurt with smoked whipped <laughs> yogurt with matcha miso crumbles and yuzu kiwi. Sounds fine. Yeah, sounds fine. You know, uh, Sarah was also in the top with matcha dusted cream puff with grilled strawberries and miso whipped cream. Um, she gets kudos for actually baking something. I think she deserves that. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like she was pretty heavy handed with that matcha, though. This, both Shoda and Sarah had matcha and miso. Interesting. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't tell if this was something I would have wanted to try. That's the only thing. I love a grilled fruit. I I love a cream puff, so I think I would like to try it for sure. But yeah, still out of all of them, Byron's is uh, is calling out to me. I'm thinking I'm thinking Byron's or Avishar's. Not just to go over the ones that were in the top or the winner, but um, those are the two I think I would lean toward. Yeah, Byron's for sure. And we didn't see Gabe, Gabriel, or Nelson. Interestingly yeah. enough. Which made me, which kind of made me, because occasionally we'll see that where they don't go through every single quick fire dish. Um, and there was no Canadian edit, I believe, this week, because our, our episode was just an hour, Haley. Nice. Um, but I, when we didn't see them in the quick fire, I was pretty sure that they would be safe from elimination as well. Mm-hmm. At this point, though, I was actually like, at this point, I was like, Brittany. Yeah, I was worried <laughs> for Brittany the entire time. Yeah, yeah I just felt like there was no chance she was making it out of here. Immediately from the opening scene when she's just sitting there bawling, I felt so bad for her because she felt responsible for Sasha going home. And that can really demoralize someone and or make them feel less confident than they typically would in a competition like this. So, yeah, I it seemed like the writing was on the wall a little bit from the very beginning. She was she was definitely was survivor guilt. Uh, mm. So I can I can I can understand that it was something especially when it was a dish that you jointly worked on. Yeah, and survivor guilt, everyone is the feeling that you have after watching too many episodes of Survivor and not so. having gotten other stuff done. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Tell us really, a lot of that. My second year of university. <laughs> I really watched Survivor Gabon again. <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing. Then we. Uh, yeah, so Avishar wins. He does. He does indeed, which was great and really hilarious. And he's adorable, too. He's just like, he looked like he was on the verge of tears. He was so happy. It was really nice to see. 
And it made me feel good that I wasn't going to have to worry about his state for the rest of the episode. Exactly. Yeah. He's one of the faves, in in my opinion, just because of how endearing his personality is. Uh, and then we see Kwame and Gregory come together and uh, they they divide the groups and they take them out to some of some great Portland hotspots uh, featuring African cuisine um, in different forms. Um, so they get to, they get taken to a Taiwanese restaurant, um, a Haitian restaurant, Jamaican, a Jamaican restaurant, Guyanese. Did you say Guyanese? Yeah. And it was, uh, can we talk about for a second, how fantastic both Gregory and Kwame looked? They, they, they oh my god looked, everyone in this episode just kind of stepped it up a, a, several notches in terms of style because when we get to the final like challenge and you know everyone's there at the restaurant eating they all look so great that it's just ridiculous you know the I wardrobe am, budget really has gone up on this on the show this season Kwame looks so beautiful like I loved his coat so beautiful. And he's still rocking uh, the painted nails, which I'm a yes. huge fan of. The obsidian oh, black nails. Oh, Fantastic. he just looks so good. And Gregory look, they look great, too. I just... I think Kwame might be my new like style inspiration. It's just so like neat, but like mm-hmm. him and Melissa have really great, yes. really great Yeah, style. really like um, Tom Ford lines, just kind of like architectural. Yeah. I love it. Do I have to break the news to Marcus Samuelson that you no longer dig his attire? The oh, post? no. I love him still, too. I love him so much. When is he going to be on the show? <laughs> I, I've gotten my Marcus fix lately on the uh, Guy Fieri's Tournament of Champions. He's often one of the judges that comes in, and every time he comes in, he just <laughs> looks amazing. Yeah. It's like, I wish I could like pull that off. He's, he has great skin, too. Oh, oh so beautiful. Goodness. So beautiful. Well, Thirst Corner... Uh, the first has ended. <laughs> thirst I'm sure that there will be another thirst corner as we move on in the episode. It's like an octagonal uh, room of thirst. All of our thirst corners. Well, like my thirst corner is like at that Akadi restaurant. The first one they went to, like that beef dish, it just looked amazing. It was like oh my gosh. all of this looked amazing, but that one was like just I can't remember the name of it, but just the description of it, like it being kind of just marinated heavily in garlic and. Uh, mm-hmm. just, it just looks stellar. It's just, it's really fantastic to see Pan-African Portland uh, and to have Top Chef begin to realize that all of the foods that are around the world are inspired by African cuisine because of the combination of slavery and colonialism um, kind of like wreaking havoc of uh, the continent. And so there are so many, and you know, then waves of immigration and such, but there's so many um, spices that were taken uh, to, you know, both America and England and then kind of circulated that way dishes that were brought because there were indentured servants being brought to uh, places like Guyana, for example, and then mixed in with the local cuisine there. Um, so there's more like, Indian influence there as well, because there's like a larger Indian community there. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just really fantastic to see that this is being showcased and to have these contestants, especially the black contestants that are in the show, get a chance to like really tear up because they feel like their home is something that's very powerful. And I'm glad that the show decided to showcase this. I agree. I really liked um, 
the impact that this had on Kiki and how you know, yeah. she had said how this is how she had kind of started out wanting to cook and hadn't really been able to felt like she'd been able to pursue that. Yeah. And, and uh and I think what her her heritage was was it Congo is it Congolese? I believe from the Congo, Democratic Congo. Republic of the Congo. Okay. Uh yeah. And that was which I think what her her cuisine was focusing on. But I liked to your point that like I think Kwame was talking to the rest of the judges uh, about like how the trip went. And he, he mentioned, he asked if anybody had had West African cuisine before and they said, no. And he's like, no, you have, you just don't know it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which is, and I'll say this, this got me to explore and start looking at like, where are some of the uh, kind of Pan-African places near me uh, in central Michigan? There aren't a lot, uh, but there are some. Mm-hmm. Um, and so my goal over the next couple of weeks is to start checking some of them out. Um, Looking forward. There's, to there's definitely going to be some really good ones there, and I, I can only imagine how fantastic the Indian food is too, because of the huge like Indian population. There is one place within walking distance of me that has a great Indian restaurant. That's I've their their butter chicken and their garlic naan. It's just to die for. Oh, I bet that sounds oh, delicious. Pretty hungry. we should stop doing this at lunchtime um yeah it was really it was really emotional to 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 watch all these people come together and really feel um like for once their culture was being respected and being highlighted because so often we see things labeled as southern food or whatever Mm -hmm. when obviously um it has traditions of not just the, the southern people it comes from africa and it, it yeah. came in a way that's um not good yeah just abhorrent. not great and uh you know it, yeah it it was also heartbreaking though uh when they were doing the talking heads to see kiki talk about how she felt her restaurants had been taken away from her because yeah. she wanted to do food that was more like you know this food more pan-african inspired food and that was the original intent of her own restaurants and they were kind of wrestled away from you know that ability was wrestled away from her so it's one of those things where it's just like it must be incredibly hard for black chefs in food period like full stop um but if you can point to an example of someone who has multiple restaurants and people are telling them that their cuisine is essentially not elevated enough because of of its roots um, and those are her roots as well. That has to be terrible for any any chef. Yeah, and she and I haven't I haven't checked out. She's I think the one uh, that person from my my home state here. Um, I need to check out. Just like I, I'm not familiar with like even like the what her her menus are. Um, let's see if I can once things open up. Definitely make my way over to the Detroit area. Only a two and a half hour drive. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. We've all driven for food. Yeah, yeah. Than that before. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, so the elimination challenge was to create a dish inspired by Pan-African cuisine. For the first time this season, we are seeing individual dishes, which is which is good. I'm excited mm. to see uh, everybody cook for themselves. Uh, we start off with Byron, who made red stew, marinated snapper with cassava cupcake and escabeche. I was surprised he like doubled down on the fish. They were really like down, DTF down to fish. <laughs> I, I, I'm not DTF. Um, the, I was going through this and looking at uh you know which things would i want to try the doubling up on fish here double the fish dtf uh, double the fish double the fun that's what they always say uh, i was like eh not really feeling it like, just just that's a meat i'm sure it's, it was great not top three but um just yeah this wouldn't have been my go-to to try no i don't i don't think so either i gave uh the just like initial looks of the food, a very sophisticated ranking system of one to four, one being nom, two being love, three being almost good, and four being no thank you. Oh, I okay, okay. So I was like, nom, well, okay, that's how does it get better from there? Um, so, so one is one is high, four is low, right? Gotcha, okay, yeah. And Would, for Byron's, I gave a almost good, <laughs> so like, what was we, it? So we could have had potential. Could you go over the scale one more time? One sure. is nom. One is nom, just like nom, nom, nom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two is love, just, you know, would love to try, but maybe not as, like, sure that I'm going to love it. You're not licking the plate. Exactly. Okay. Three is almost good, which, you know, it looks like you, you tried, you gave it a valiant effort. It's almost good. And then four is no thank you. <laughs> Don't, I'd rather not. Yeah, this is one I this for this would be a three for me and almost good also. Like in terms of it's just not only because it's the double the fish is not really what I'm interested in, but made by a great chef, I'm sure it's great. So those things I average out, I'd try it if uh given the chance, I guess, if there wasn't anything that spoke to me. But yeah, for <laughs> three. Yeah. Uh what would you give Brittany's pickled mackerel with all spice fritter, red stew, coconut sauce, and charred cucumber? Mm. I gave that one a no thank you just simply because I I'm I'm not too into the pickled fish. That's <laughs> that did throw me off a little. I will not lie. Well, I think that's big in Scandinavia, right? And she's yes. and she said she focused a lot on uh not on Scandinavian, I, I recognize more on like uh uh Alpine slash German cuisine. Um so kind of clustering all those in like Northern Central Europe. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, for me, this is the fish and the pickling is what would kind of take me away from this one as well. 
Yeah. It's like, you know, valiant effort um, to try to fuse those flavors during a Pan-African challenge. Um, but no, thank you. And it sounds like where her main shortcoming was, was her fear of spice. Mm. And I liked mm-hmm. how the judges, like she had, she was kind of going down the road of she doesn't like spicy foods. And they're like, kind of reiterated, well, spicy doesn't have to mean hot. It just has to mean flavorful. Flavor, there's, plenty yeah. of, there's plenty of, of, you know, on theme flavors that she could have pumped up, but it was just kind of bland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, she was having a hard time at the restaurants as well because she was having issues with the spice. And I understand just from like a, a tummy perspective that sometimes you can really like want food and then it can end up being too spicy for you. But I do agree that, you know, those spices can be tempered and you can just get a great flavor out of things as opposed to um, just like blowing out someone's palate with how spicy something is. Can't be afraid to use spices and flavors during a Pan-African challenge. That's going to get you eliminated every day. I do have on my my fridge uh, these six. I'd ask for like a spice. Is it is it a spiced jam? <laughs> it is not a spiced jam. <clears throat> um, the it's not a no. It's not. I'm just like yeah. This is spiced raisin. Um, <laughs> the I'd ask for like a spice kit or spice rack for for Christmas, and I end up being given kind of these uh, from uh, I think it's Gustus Vite. The company that is like it was taste of there's like taste of Morocco there's like spice blends there's taste of Morocco taste of Greece taste of uh, Italy or it's like taste of Tuscany uh, taste of Jamaica taste of Thailand and a sixth one that I can't remember off the top of my head um, and so I was like yeah just see if they have that spice blend there and just dump it in. <laughs> You've got to do a tour of your fridge on on one of these podcasts. <laughs> I'm intrigued. It's it's embarrassing. I don't have a lot of like staples. In it's there. just jams. Just jams. <laughs> like only jams on. <laughs> I used to have a jam shelf. I used to really be into jams. It used to be my jelly. If you pick up on a well, you know what? I know we didn't finish covering the episode, but I think right. that's where we got to end it. Have yeah. a great day. Bye. Um, Nelson, by everybody. <laughs> Nelson made obe ata dindin braised chicken with jerk spice yuca, sweet plantains, and fava bean puree. Great name, by the way. Mm. And this would be the first one of the ones we've had so far that I would try. The braised chicken sounds amazing, and I love me some sweet plantains. Oh, and I love yuca. Like in jerk spice, that sounds lovely. Yeah, that one got a love. That one got a like love. We'll try. Um, anything that brought in the actual dish um like a dindin like brought in the, one of the actual dishes and i love plantains plus i i have a a love for fava beans not necessarily because they're the yummiest bean in the world but just because of hannibal lecter i thought you were going to switch ask, those around yeah. <laughs> i thought you were saying not because of hannibal lecter but because no nope. it's completely because of okay i'm weird it's definitely because of hannibal lecter <laughs> that's fine that's great um next up we have what i think probably would be my favorite dish um jamie's crispy snapper with turmeric couscous and heirloom mm-hmm. and pickles oh gosh i love a crispy fish and this looks so good and it the way they were amazing. the way they were saying it was like so light oh it looks amazing yeah that, uh, nom for sure uh this gets a 
We're not asking you for your input on fish dishes anymore. <laughs> okay. You're a fish hater. Are you are you really a fish hater or it doesn't excite me. Fish doesn't because you excite. haven't had good fish? It needs to be prepared in an interesting manner. Uh-huh. And and crispy isn't interesting enough for you? No. Like I no. had like there was once it was like there was a there was a tuna steak that was stuffed with baby shrimp. That was amazing. Huh. Anyway. Yeah. That sounds great. <laughs> but I mean, so that's like the only condition under which you'll eat fish is if it's stuffed with other seafood. <laughs> if though it, it just there just has to be something about it. it's like, oh, oh, that sounds intriguing. That's not just like normal fish <laughs> got it like everything i found is a crispy snapper like turmeric okay couscous okay heirloom tomatoes okay pickles okay like those are all just things next to it on the plate that just didn't excite me mm. it seemed I, I was excited if you've got like a really crispy piece of fish then when you bring together the heirloom tomatoes and the pickles the all of that stuff really just like brings out like a, a new flavor i was I'd be very excited to try that one. It, and it looks really great on the plate. I mean, well, Latanya and I are going to get some crispy fish after this. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'll be right there. <laughs> as soon as we're done recording, I'll just walk on over to Canada. I think it seems reasonable enough. Uh, our winner, Dawn, she made creed goat with crispy roti with fondant potatoes and green pepper sauce. Uh, after seeing after seeing her really struggle in the first week, um, I really love seeing her just Move on up. Uh, it was a thrill to see her win this. She was so excited, and her dish looked amazing. This one I would mm-hmm. try. This one sounded really good. Yeah, and the the plating of that green sauce that apparently was just fantastic to the point where Tom wanted more. Whenever Tom is just like bottle up some of this stuff for me, it makes me very happy. And to see Don get everything on the plate, yes, <laughs> a true oh. thrill. Oh my gosh, that first was one episode. First episode where she did that, she missed it out of the quick fire. The second episode in elimination, yeah. the first episode. So yeah, she she fully plated. Yeah, all day, all day. <laughs> she's adjusted. She's she's. I think she's going to be hitting her stride. I predict in the next few episodes. Now that she's gotten the competition itself, like. She's gotten an idea of what the competition requires of her because she's an athlete. So she's just going to, you know, use all of that training to transfer over to this. Yeah. The fact that they wanted to bottle up the green pepper sauce is very telling. I say, no, that was a challenge from, from the last season. (laughs) Tom will always be like, put some of this stuff up for me. That one time where he asked for the soup because he was sick. That, oh yeah, that was adorable. It was just like I, I already asked them to put some in a in a container for me. It's going to be great. Oh. Um, Gabriel made red soup, braised Oregon lamb shoulder with goat cheese, mashed potatoes, and soya spice best potato chips. They didn't seem to be like super crazy, at least about his mashed potatoes. This, this is the this one where, is too white. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yep. Richard's like, I'll say it. <laughs> 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 that was oh. great. That was fantastic. I mean, that had been said. I think like they were saying like you know, they like the mashed potatoes, but then they'd hit a chunk of like goat cheese, and it would just like all of their taste buds would immediately just be kind of like wiped out and go. That sounds amazing. I would love some goat cheese mashed potatoes. Maybe not for this challenge, but this right. dish, this, this this dish really did interest me. But 
not necessarily through the filter of this challenge. Exactly. The lamb shoulder, the goat cheese mashed potatoes, would love to try it. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not surprised this did not make the top. Yeah, not for this challenge at all. The the only thing that really uh, seemed to like scream this is for this challenge is the suya spice. Um, mm-hmm. And the red, the the fact that it was supposed to be a red stew. But I don't know that you need mashed potatoes if you've got a red stew. And the red stew was in quotes, though. But that wasn't really. But he also of, put it in quotes. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. He did. But I'm like wondering, like, why? <laughs> like, what was it that yeah. was like, you know, sort <laughs> of red stew? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't remember it coming up in the kitchen. Like, yeah, I'm going to be taking a different approach to it. I remember because there was one point where he said he didn't want to use like butter, buttermilk. He wanted to use something else. Um, heavy cream. Heavy cream. I'm wondering, is that why? Um, I don't know if that was part of the red stew or I don't know. But yeah, it seems fine. But not seemed like the mashed potatoes took over the whole plate. Yeah. And uh, I think someone, was it Kwame, that said that his mouth felt held hostage by That's the what it was, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, what a great choice for them to just bring back all these Just get Kwame his own show. You know? <laughs> Let him get as many gel manis as he'd like and just go to town. I, I would love to watch it. I feel like they're doing a show or a movie based off of his book. They are, yeah, oh, I really? That. I remember seeing a promo for it or a, like an ad. That's amazing. Uh, Chris was in the bottom with his Epi's marinated red snapper with crispy rice cake, twice fried plantains, mushroom bean puree. Uh, the main um, qualm with this dish qualm? for everyone, <laughs> yeah, the main qualme, um, was that he tried to do too many elements and didn't do any of them well. Mm. that'll do it uh, so Kwame's book Notes from a Young Black Chef is being made into a movie starring with Keith Stanfield <sighs> okay well take my money because you know I love Lakeith Stanfield he's and fantastic Academy Award nominee Lakeith Stanfield let's go I think he's going to apparently I think it looks like Kwame is going to have a cameo in the movie nice. oh Kwame uh, <laughs> we're, we're doing great, everybody. <laughs> we had the most puns on is Kwame. Um, this is the second time in a row that Chris has been on the bottom. Like last time, mm-hmm. it was because of those dump those noodles, those coffee infused noodles that he made when he was on a team with Byron uh, for the beer coffee challenge. Um, oh, yeah, the pasta. With the stripe through it? Yeah, that did not look like it was ever going to cook in a million years because it was yeah. so thick. So it was like, and now, now he's in the bottom again. I'm a little surprised. Like this is, this is, this is two in a row for Chris in the bottom. So sure, but it might have not looked great to send like Chris, a Haitian guy, home over Brittany in a Pan African challenge. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I knew that Brittany was going home when I saw the other two people on the bottom, and I was like, eh, "Not gonna do." It that. would have seemed just truly cruel to send Kiki home here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That would have been really bad. Not good optics, as uh, as <laughs> they'd say on Scandal. <laughs> do. <laughs> Uh, do you need to hear my review of Red Snapper, or do we just, uh... No, we don't. Okay. <laughs> no, maybe just for shiggles. <laughs> Vegas, uh, you don't want it. Correct. 
serenade coconut rice porridge with jerk spice gravy pork floss style sock salt cod with peanuts and pickles. See, this is the one where it's like, okay, I know it's salt cod, but everything about this and it's like pork floss style salt cod and there's peanuts and pickles in it. Like, I would. This almost sounds like more like a stew. I would. I would try this. 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 This interests me. This is a. This is a two. All the other fish have been mm. fixed. Yeah, I was. I'm interested by the things that Sarah makes because she's been doing a really good job uh, so far this season, uh, kind of sticking to her the, her rustic style of cooking, but also trying to incorporate like the jerk spice gravy here. Pork floss, though. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't understand it's, what pork floss is. I well, think it's are, like really thin, is it like thin, pork thin sliced. Okay. And I think it's like crispy. Oh, okay. Well, then that sounds delicious. I don't know how it would go with the salt cod and the peanuts. But, you know, I, I love pickles. So bring those on. When I'm looking up pork floss, it has a lot of references to Vietnam, Indonesia, and China, or mm. origins in Hong Kong, which is kind of what's uh, interesting. A dried meat product with a light and fluffy texture similar to coarse cotton um, originating in China. So uh, it could have been just like a, one of like a, a fusion dish. Yeah. Um, but pork floss, also known as Chinese cotton candy. I thought it had yeah, something to do with Yeah, it's weird. That looks like, like little noodles almost. Like pig dentistry, like is that pork cloth? <laughs> pig dentistry. Your swine aren't cleaning between their molars, Farmer Bill. Um, I got nothing. Sorry. So Kiki made beef saka saka a fufu. Poor Kiki was in the bottom, but like mostly just for the fufu because it was too yeah. dense and it wasn't. Wasn't what they wanted from a fufu. She was so ex- upset. She was just like, "I messed up fufu. How can I even show my face anymore?" I've only had fufu once before. It did not float my boat. Um, it might just, but I would try it again. Um, it sounded like though when when Kwame was like, "Yeah, the fufu was cold and it like was kind of a bit." I can't remember if he said rubbery, um, but it definitely was was cold. So it's like. I don't think I would have wanted to try this, but like having it, that, that beef stew looked amazing. The Saka Saka. Mm. Yeah. The, the doughy part, it just, it looks, it, they're such huge balls of dough um, that it kind of looks, I think the purpose is for it to not be completely cooked. But the one, the one I had was a little bit kind of uh, like somewhere between a, like a, the consistency of like a pork dumpling, like you would mm. get like a bow and a very thick mashed potato. It was like, you could oh, kind of, okay. it, was, it was a little bit like almost like stringy and gooey. Like when it, it started to like melt a little bit, like cheese oh, curds cool. and poutine to call it back to Italy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think of it. I, I think of, I think of, I think of poutine I think of melty cheese, like you put the cheese curds on the fries and you, the gravy melts them into so the cheese curds, which were very solid, then start to kind of become stringy and gooey. That was my experience with fufu. It was like it was in a kind of a hot dish and it kind of became stringy and gooey. Mm. I've never had poutine, nor have I ever had fufu. So we're going to have to make some changes. Yeah, okay, I'm going to add it to the list for when you please walk do. over to Canada. Yeah, please. 
Please add it to the list. I'll be so tired by the time I get there, I will have forgotten. Why or hear me out. You live in you live in Chicago, right? Yep. Hop in a floaty. Mm-hmm. Make your way through the Great Lakes. I'll pick okay. you up in Lake Erie. Okay, that's fine. That sounds really easy, actually. Yeah. There used to be a good poutinery on Clark and just north of just north of Belmont, like halfway between oh. Belmont and Addison on Clark, but it closed down. Um, so it doesn't do you any good. No, it doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about places you can't go anymore. <laughs> There's other great restaurants you'll never I love be able you, to experience. <laughs> you know what? I'll send you my list of my favorite closed restaurants. Yeah. So you can yeah, really seriously. see what you missed out on. <laughs> Can you reopen, please? I um, really just want to try one dish and then you can close forever. There's got to be at least one poutine place in Chicago. Yeah. Oh, there has to be. I'm sure that there are several. Yeah. Uh, we've got to like take care of all the Canadian transplants. Yeah. Uh, Gabe made braised chicken with heirloom beans, plantain dumplings, and pickles escabiche. Sounds nice. Gotta love. That one gotta love. I would try that. For sure. I liked how, I liked how he and Maria were or not just but specifically them, but other people as well were like, I think there, there was one dish where they were trying it and they turned to each other like, this is mole sauce. Yeah, this is like, mole. Yeah. Uh, where are the tortillas? Exactly. Uh, so I like, I like the fact that the kind of that, that dot connecting between the cuisines, either that they grew up with or learned about and some of the, what they were, this new content that they were learning about. Um, it was really interesting. Yeah. Uh, Avishar made shrimp and grits with eggplant escabeche and taro. Sounds nice. Sounds How do you feel fantastic. about shrimp? Or, do you like shrimp? Yeah, I like shellfish. Okay. Got, you like shellfish? You don't like fish. I like tuna fish in sandwich form. Oh, <laughs> <sighs> 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 okay. I mean, I'll eat fish. Like I had like a, I made like a Hello Fresh <laughs> salmon dish a few weeks ago. That was good. Um, it just doesn't I don't know, it just doesn't excite me. I wish everyone could see how upset Haley is right now. <laughs> I do just, like shrimp and grits though. One one of my friends got married, uh well two of them actually together. I got married <laughs> in, uh, to each other, it happens. To yeah. each other. Uh in 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 Mobile and at their reception they had a grits bar. Um, oh, that sounds nice. Yes. The grits were served in these like large martini glasses and you could kind of go down the line and add the toppings you wanted. So there was like shrimp and there was cheddar and um, it was really tasty. Yum. After my wedding, we got takeout from Red Lobster. Mm. I remember you wanted the buns or the biscuits. They're good. They are good. They're, good. They, they're very good. I mean, anytime Beyonce sings about Red Lobster, you know that it's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, we were only buying for, you know, Nine people, so why not yeah. go all out and get Red Lobster? <laughs> There's no shame in it. No shame. So. Um, Maria. Maria made black eyed pea crema with oxtail, massa, plantain crema, and habanero avocado oil. This sounds lovely. This is yes. yeah. This sounds like what like some of the stuff I grew up with. So definitely black eyed peas. Um, you know they. Could be crema if um, they were cooked too long. Um, <laughs> Looked like a soup more than like a crema. Yeah, it did. I, I think um, they were just calling it crema for fun. Just for yeah, just for yucks, just to mix things up. Oxtails for sure are just like a staple of my childhood and adulthood. I love an oxtail, and there any that you can get so much flavor from them. 
um, like for soups and stews and everything. But when you're uh, adding like additional spices to it, um, it really just like there's something that because they're tiny and they don't have a ton of meat on most of them, they really soak up all of the flavor. And to have that like habanero avocado oil um, must have been fantastic with oxtails. Soda made black cod and cabbage with turmeric, clove, and allspice. I'm in. Sign me up. Yeah, I'm in because it's soda. But yeah, I don't. That's, I don't know. If- that's more for me what it is it's like yeah. I, would, I would try this because i trust shoda <laughs> right if i saw it on a menu i don't know if that was be that would be the first thing that i'd go for but because it showed up, i'd be like yes let's try this yep and i love when it was it's in front of the dishes they're like this doesn't look like an african dish it looks like a japanese dish but when they tasted it they're like they were- oh, okay like it hits all everything we were looking for but it just yeah. looks like something it would. and and to me that i think that to me was the purpose of the challenge mm-hmm. is like mm-hmm. take again literally take inspiration from this cuisine and make it your own yeah like i think jamie also did a really great job at that with kind of fusing the, the african with um her background as like vietnamese what her mother was making for sure jamie's been a silent killer in this competition silent yeah. or nonverbal. <laughs> <laughs> touche yeah just she's you been know, nonverbal. She's, <laughs> She's just been the R2-D2 of this competition. <laughs> Beeps and boobs. There was one point where they were coming back into the kitchen. I had to rewind to listen to it. And it sounded like she was going, duka, 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 which I associate <laughs> with uh, Dr. Evil doing the Macarena. Yes. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Hey, Macarena. Um, so she, yeah. But, but in terms of like coming out of nowhere with these great dishes, like it seems like, you know, she was, uh, I'm trying to remember uh she was she was in she was not in the top for the dessert but it looked damn good the burn and brownie uh but she was she won uh previous week she won the quick fire the quick fire yeah um she's been in the top now um yeah she was in the bottom of the first week but i think she, i think that was a little bit of a more of a hiccup than anything i i'm i'm now consistently expecting good things from her for sure what a great episode. I love this. Uh, unfortunately, we saw a good, we, we, we say goodbye to Brittany. Um, I think that sounds fair and reasonable. It kind of felt like she just could, was treading water and couldn't really get to where she was uh, wanting to go, but she didn't really know where she wanted to go. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, Latanya. I was just going to say when Tom asked her essentially like why she likes to cook, like what what's her purpose in terms of cooking? And she had a hard time answering that question. I was just like, yeah, they the, typically if someone is kind of waffling in terms of like their passion for the actual like cuisine, like art of cuisine, then they're going to send that person home so that they can try to figure stuff out. Yeah. And there was, and there were, and she also had said in the stew room, something along the lines of, I don't know who I am in terms of food. And I mean, she, she said it, like, there was a couple points in the episode where she, uh, I think that was after Tom had asked her that she was just kind of reiterating it back there. But still, I was like, that doesn't bode. That doesn't bode well. No, it doesn't. Or Brittany. She seems very nice. Yeah. She sounds lovely. And I was, um, I was, and then I was, I was like, this is going to be a tough last chance kitchen to watch because I know that her and Sarah, her and Sasha 
were like really close. Such a tough last chance kitchen to watch. Indeed. Uh, I forgot to watch it. I was going to say so tough that I didn't see it. I forgot. Yeah. Sorry. I'm really sorry. This is bad journalism. Um, I fully intended to watch it and I forgot until I saw this, uh, this document Kurt makes lovingly for us each week. And I was like, oh yeah, Last Chance Kitchen. Hmm. Yeah, he's like, please don't bring it up, Kurt. Please don't bring it up. He brought it up. Well, it's yours now. Um, I can do, I can give you the quick. I, like, I, don't, I don't mean to josh it out. Like I really intended to watch it. I just forgot. No, yeah. no I get it. I get it. Um, so, so Sasha and Brittany were challenged to create a one pot meal. Um, I believe they tied this into the episode in terms of oftentimes a lot of the dishes in Pan-African cuisine just kind of due to limitations on resources, mm-hmm. like would have lots of the dishes that have to be created in a single pot. And so they literally, the only cooking vessel that they were able to use was a single cast iron pot. Um, Kwame and Gregory were actually brought in as guest nice. judges alongside Tom. Yeah. So they technically had to make like, Three servings, but, you know, four, because they usually make one for each judge and then one for, like, photography purposes. Uh, they usually have to go one over. So they had to make, you know, multiple servings. Um, and, yeah, uh, Sasha made the winning dish, a chicken thigh cacciatore with red bell peppers, Calabrian chilies, mushrooms, and raisins. It's funny because she's like, this is a bit kind of spicy. Um, I, and she was looking to cut the spice because I think like, you know, like we saw in the main challenge, I think was it Brittany had added like some of the coconut uh, milk to the dish to cut the spice, which ended up being a problem here. Sasha added in the raisins uh, in terms of a, 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 an element of the dish. I believe this is a Sicilian note. Uh, Tom, mm-hmm. she, she referenced it as like part of her Sicilian heritage. They'll add raisins mm-hmm. to anything. And Tom kind of called that out as well. Um, it was more to add an element of sweetness to the spice versus cutting. The spice. Um, mm. And Brittany made a corn chowder with cod and crab. So, huh. co- so cod. Um, let me tell you what I think of this dish. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but the, he liked both dishes, but he thought that Sasha's was amazing and well put together. And so this is the second week in a row Sasha has won. And she kind of voiced how she's really starting to kind of, she's beginning to feel that energy and that momentum now that she's in Last Chance Kitchen. Like she had like maybe a, Hard time getting off the starting blocks right at the beginning, but she's finding her stride here. And Tom called out how you have some people who like don't didn't really uh, click in the main competition, but they find that they shine in Last Chance Kitchen and they finally get their feet under them and return to the competition and do well. And he kind of you know that's the arc arc that he laid out in front of a, a potential one for Sasha. So uh, so Brittany was eliminated, and uh, we'll be seeing whoever comes in next week will. Join Sasha in the competition, and now Brittany's over with Roscoe cheering from the sidelines. And oh, was, I was going to uh, ask if Roscoe, yeah, Roscoe. yeah, and they're all like, you know, hugging each other and stuff. So, like, you can tell they're all they're all quarantining together still. As far as, far as I know, Roscoe's still in the same hotel, but they mm-hmm. all are. But uh, yeah, Roscoe was there, and uh, so they are building up that peanut gallery of commenters slowly. It's really nice to have a group of chefs that actually like each other. That's yeah. something that I've noticed has changed a lot more in the more recent seasons of Top Chef is that there's just a respect for, because, you know, the first seasons were rough. Like, there were some, <laughs> just some really mean moments and some some people's, like, egos really getting in the way. 
And I, you know, you really noticed it with last season being all stars where there could have been all of the egos and really it was just like a love fest. And it seems like all of the chefs are just so happy to be out of quarantine at home and cooking again because of all the turbulence that's been going on with the restaurant industry mm-hmm. that they're just, you know, they're all like, you know, they love each other. So it's great. So we're down to our final 12. Oh my gosh, I guess are we going to, oh shoot. Are we going to do a draft now? We can do a draft real quick. Oh, we're going to do a draft? Three people each. Okay. Ooh. I um, can take notes. Okay. Um, How should we do it? Uh, Latonia, your newest here. You pick, you pick the draft order and yeah. it's going to be a steak draft. I don't know what this is so i shouldn't (laughs) all it is is you're picking who you want to who you think or want to win and you'll get to pick four people for your team it's just that's who you're cheering on to the finish line but uh we'll pick one of us so it will be like if it's like latanya haley kurt the next round of picks goes kurt haley latanya so would you like to pick you get to arrange the order of the first round one two three oh got it okay um, I will go first. Okay. Haley will go second, and Kurt, because you hate fish, you'll go third. <laughs> and then I get to go fourth. Haley fifth. You sixth. Again, it repeats, bounces yeah. back and forth. Okay. So out of the twelve people still in the competition, who do you want on your team? Who are you going for? I'm going to start with Don. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take Avshar. I'm sorry. What? Who did you pick? Avshar. Oh, I'm gonna pick. <laughs> I'm picking Shoda. Damn it! And, <laughs> and then, just because I am intrigued by her, uh, you know what? Thanks, Sarah. Ah, uh, damn it! <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna go with Jamie. Oh, okay. that was that was. I, I'm gonna, two I, in a row now. I quit. Now. So you get you get two in a row. I know. I uh, okay. Um, let's see. Maria. Okay. Um and mm, this is hard. Let's quit. <laughs> <laughs> let's see. Uh I, I okay. Um I'll go with Gabe. Okay. Even though he's like yeah. he's a problematic fabe at this point a little bit, right? But like he Gabe or Gabriel. For, which one worked for Tom? That was Gabriel. Gabriel. Oh, okay. So Gabe He was the one that had the white dish. Oh goat cheese mashed potatoes. See, that's what I'm wondering. Gabe, if, if Gabe white food the, is gonna uh, win from here on out. <laughs> Gabe made the uh the stout tortillas last week. Oh, okay. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Gabe then. I'm gonna stick okay. with Gabe. Uh, I'm gonna go. Five. You can't pick Padma. <laughs> I can't. Can I pick Tom? I wanted to. I wanted to pick the just the judging I'll, panel. I'll pick Gail then. That's fine. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm taking Byron. Byron. Okay. So then two picks to me. I will pick Gabriel only because it's my brand. That's the Kirk Clark pick. Yep. yep the 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 whitest white guy always ends up on my team. Yeah. Um, I will then pick. Who we've got we've got uh, we've got Nelson, 
Chris and Kiki. I am going to go with Nelson. We haven't and seen a lot from. I'm going to go with Kiki. Which oh, gives you mother of pearl. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. Okay. So just to recap, Vatanya uh, has Don, Chris, Gabe, and Maria. Haley has Byron, Jamie, Kiki, and Avishar. And Kurt has Nelson, Gabriel, Sarah, and Shoda. Ooh. I want to redo the draft order. <laughs> <laughs> I call shenanigans. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And keep in mind, if, if I mean, the only way this gets messed up is if Sasha comes back from Last Chance Kitchen and wins the whole yeah, thing. That's audience true. team. In which case, yeah, we'll we'll declare we'll declare Emily the winner in that case. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not the la- the the first time that I've like massively miscalculated and coming up with. With like groups of people that I follow, but I think this is a pretty solid list. We've all got we've all got kind of some uh, mix of tears here. Yeah, so. Don and Maria. I, I'm I'm excited yeah, to have those two, especially. Um, do you want we want to talk about foods foods this week? Foods, more jams. What did you eat and make this week, Kurt Clark? I think actually I'm trying to remember. Uh, I had a. That's unlike you. Are you okay? A little bit. I'm a little okay. Um. I actually got a Martha and Marley Spoon meal prep kit this week. Um, and the dishes I had, I got the kit, I got it on Tuesday. I made the dishes Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. So I, was, I got it out of the way very quickly. Um, and I was trying to find the menu there, but I failed. Um, I can't even remember what the dishes were. There was like a sesame beef dish. There was like a stir fried chicken dish. And then there was a, um, a, oh, it was like an herb. It was a walnut kale and herb spaghetti. It was, it was vegetarian with goat cheese on top. Um, so that was actually uh, really good as well. Was it um, too white? No, no. Good. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, the thing I stumbled upon yesterday is I went to the grocery store and I bought some cotton candy grapes. and freezing them and then just eating them while they're frozen. Amazing. Frozen grapes. Cotton candy grapes. I feel like you're making half of this stuff up sometimes. No. I'll look it up. I've heard of them. I haven't tasted them. What is this fancy grocery store that you go to? Uh, Oh, they're at Target. (laughs) (laughs) I I believe it's pronounced Target. (laughs) Target. Come on with this, like, oh, it's in Target. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And I actually got like a shipment from Imperfect Produce of some um, uh, some oranges, some pears, some plums, some goat cheese. Uh, I placed an order. I added some of that to the the list. Um, Now I'm dying for goat cheese. Yeah, seriously. Um, and yesterday I bought a, I got a, a thin crust gyro pizza with oh, lamb nice. meats, uh, pepperoncinis, uh, cucumber, tomato, and red onions, and a tzatziki sauce. Um, mm. It was, it was okay. I don't really the, the thin, the thin crust didn't do it for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, those are some of the, the highlights from my week. How about uh, you, Latanya? Um, so I had ramen san. Uh, of course, uh, cause I had to, uh, and I had like a, um, 
a raw tuna dish that's kind of mixed with cilantro and um, it has some like garlic oil in it and they serve it with these like crisps that have like S&P mix on them that are really really good Um, they also do this like um, they do something with a tomato that I can't quite understand but it's just a tomato and they make it taste ridiculously good Um, most recently I found a new pizza place it's called Robert's Pizza um, here in Chicago, like River North Streeterville area. And it, the one that I got last night was like the, um, wild mushroom Ooh. and, uh, duck prosciutto, uh, <laughs> with their you some- and your fancy pizzas. You can't get that at Target. <laughs> I could I get a regular pizza at Target and then make that happen. Uh, but yeah, it had uh, some roasted garlic cloves as well and um, some heirloom tomatoes and it was delicious. And I got a beet and kale salad to go along with it and there was also some mandarin oranges and candied walnuts in there with like this champagne vinaigrette. Any go cheese? Was there? Yes, there was. There was definitely cheese. goat cheese. It was delicious, and now I want it again. <laughs> it sounds really. I've, I'm. I'm been. Dis, I've been discovering kind of a love for mushrooms this year that I didn't know I had. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to get more things with mushrooms. I love mushrooms. I, I really can't have a pizza that doesn't have mushrooms on it at this point. Haley. Hi. <laughs> you started a, I saw you start like a snacks or a foods photo folder. I did on my Facebook. Facebook. I just basically took all the nice photos they take um, of food and put on my Instagram. I was like, why not put this on Facebook for all of my um, over 50 year old relatives? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was, that was my act of charity this week. Did you make um, anything? I did actually. So we took a page out of the Kurt Clark handbook and oh. we actually got a food subscription box. One of my friends had a code for every week. So we did that. Um, we had Portuguese spice rubbed chicken. Um, last night we had um, portobello and Swiss burgers, which were tasty, tasty. Um, tomorrow we're going to have Sichuan uh, spiced pork chops. And I don't really love pork chops, mostly because when I was growing up, my my father would cook them and he would absolutely hammer them. Yeah. Um. So I'm not like the most excited about that one. That was an Ethan choice, but we'll see. I'll probably enjoy it. Uh, and this morning, I actually uh, made some biscuits for some breakfast sandwiches. And no. um, yeah, I, I I did the RHAP, RHAP takeover on Instagram. So I actually made the biscuits over there. Wow. Nice. I, so I think I, that's what I did. I did. Uh, I normally I think we talked last week. I'm not a big breakfast person, but my um, my Sundays are a little odd with the timing of recording something. So I'm more likely to eat breakfast on a Sunday. And I there's a local place near me, uh, Leo's Coney Island. Uh, they'll do burgers and Coney dogs, uh, which is a kind of a big you know Michigan thing. Um, but they also have like Greek stuff and breakfast stuff. And so this morning I got avocado toast. And I got a breakfast stuffed pita. So mm. it was like hash browns and cheddar and ham and scrambled eggs, but in a pita instead of like crap. That sounds great, actually. Tasty. I didn't see if I could have added lamb or like gyro meat. Um, I, I wish I had done that instead. But Yeah, next time. I, yeah, next time. 
it's good to have like vegetarian meals too. Yeah. You know, helps the environment, helps your health. I was surprised Everyone's I liked that, that, uh, that vegetarian pasta that I made, the, uh, the walnut and kale one. There's a lot of moving parts to it in terms of the, the prep work, but it was really, really good. I need to do more vegetarian stuff. Mm. I tried to make a veggie. Oh, this is one thing I made this week. I made focaccia, which turned out mm. horrifically. Uh, oh. And then I tried to make a vegetarian <laughs> pasta, which also turned out horrifically. So, um, you know, you can't win them all. It's okay. Hmm. Yeah, you can't. That's true. Focaccia sounds good. I think back to the, uh, when we watched. It was bad. Let me tell you, it was bad. Remember when we watched Salt, salt, Fat, Acid, Heat? And there was the, uh, I think it was, the camera was the fat or the salt episode where they made focaccia bread. It was the, it was the fat episode because there was a lot of talk about olive oil. Um, that looks so good. Focaccia just sounds really good right now. Maybe I'll try her recipe or maybe my yeast mm. is dead. Like, I don't know. Does yeast die? Like, I'm an idiot. I don't know what these things do. Sounds like an Emily question. Yeah. Emily! Emily, where are you? Tell me. Yeah. Tell me right away. So. I love that Emily is like foodpedia. You, know, like you don't really need to go to the internet. You can just text Emily. It's great. I, I should do. text Emily, actually. I had, I've had questions about some certain, certain things I was looking to make. And I was like, should I try this way or this way? And she would give me, always give me a recommendation. And so far, it's always worked out. Yeah, she's great. I think tonight I'm going to make like a roast chicken with, I'm going to put some whole uh, cloves of garlic in there, cover it with a, uh, vodka sauce Ooh. and yeah and put some um some sweet vine ripened tomatoes cut up around there and bake that in the oven and see how it comes out that sounds lovely thank you i did order a few dishes from goldbelly.com who we need to get as a sponsor mm. uh this this week i think there was a couple of sandwich kits that are one of the burnt end sandwich kit that's arriving this week. Um, There's another one that won't arrive until June. It's the uh, steak, mushroom, onion, and Gruyere pie. Uh, wow. That is, I try to get it every year for my birthday and it's uh, amazing. When's um, your birthday? It's in June, end of June. Okay. Good to know. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my story. Well, Kurt, where can people find you on the internet? I am at Kurt Clark with two C's. You can find me on the Instagram, on the Twitch. I streamed some Fall Guys uh, this weekend. I had, I think, two viewers. It was very exciting. Um, and yeah, just uh, on, on the Twitter, um, reach out. Pictures of food, pictures of random stuff. Good times. Tanya? I'm at LK Starks on Twitter. I haven't given out my Instagram handle, but if you can find me, then congratulations. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I also, you can find me um, um, dropping on, I guess tomorrow, uh, in addition to this podcast, is the penultimate episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier for Everything is Super over at Post Show Recaps. Uh, because I contain multitudes, like much like Brooklyn Zed. Um, and I'm just like trying to make, you know, making the way in the world today takes everything you got. It basically. does. It does. So, yeah, find me on Twitter. Um, send me gifts that don't give away <laughs> the endings to, to things. It's fun. <laughs> it's a fun game. More fun than sending gifts that 
do giveaway endings. Way more fun than that. And I promise <laughs> the season is over now, so I'm done talking about gymnastics until the Olympics. So you no, come back. No, I love I love the gymnastics <laughs> content. That's what I'm here for. Nationals are over. And oh. I'm disappointed in how they turned out. So you know. One yeah. time I I did a thread on Twitter where I just said, like, spoil your favorite show for me. And people were very <laughs> because <laughs> some people would spoil shows that like just came out oh no <laughs> yeah i don't want spoilers no no spoilers no, also, if you want to spoil people... things just dm me directly exactly yeah and i won't look at those dms i want spoilers <laughs> for shows that haven't happened yet i only want spoilers for shows that have happened and i will not watch <laughs> I I can provide you with all the spoilers for any show that has not yet happened. Yes. <laughs> so, we can talk um, about that later. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at 8strong underscore. Uh, you can check out my new book account on Instagram, The Strong Library. Um, mm. Like I said, I did the takeover on RHAP Grams. Um, that's happening today. So if you're listening to this tomorrow or the next day or beyond that, um, it probably has disappeared into the ether. And sorry about that. Um, I'm doing the Top Chef podcast regularly. So that's nice for me. Um, I, I hear your co-hosts are amazing. They're the most well. <laughs> and what else have I done this week? Oh, I was on the Circle podcast last night. That was Ooh. fun. And then if you missed it a couple of weeks ago, I was on the Reality Rewind with um Chappelle and Rob and Shannon Gus and we talked about America's Next Top Model. Uh great podcast. Definitely listen to that. Don't Fantastic have- podcast. Ugh, I love L- it so much. Listen to it whether you've seen Top Model or not. It doesn't matter. It's no, just not good. a prerequisite. No. Um yeah. I think I think that's it. I'm just kicking around, you know, living the life. Um yeah, so that's it. Um pack your knives and go. Bye. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs> With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.